Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs, and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to The World in 10. This is The Times of London's unique take on world events. I'm Sonal Patel with Amy Gill. Coming up, why boom time for billionaires is over. The Sunday Times rich list is out and it's fascinating. Also, is the clock ticking on American support for Ukraine? And seeing as we're loving lists today, top 10 Arnie movies. See if you agree. First, we're going to show you the money or at least who has the most in the UK, according to the Sunday Times Rich List, that is. In it are the King, the Prime Minister and the Tea Lady. The big, big news, though, this year is the end of boom time for billionaires. Richard Watts is one of those who compiled the list. He ran through some of the biggest fallers. Someone like Sir Richard Branson, who has been pretty much the poster boy of the Sunday Times rich list for many, many years. A 42% fall in his wealth this year. Why is that? Because Virgin Orbit, um, that satellite venture of his, it was one of those overblown stock market floats that we had a lot of last year. Typical of a boom. Look at the collapse in the share price since it launched. 99% it's down. Ouch. And Richard Branson isn't alone. This is a global phenomenon, not just a UK one. And there are some big losers like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. As Amazon shares crash, the former lost $57 billion, while Elon Musk is $39 billion lighter, mostly as a result of buying Twitter. But before we get the tiny violins out, which I know some of you will, let's get a reality check. Their combined fortune is still almost $300 billion. Not too shabby. Top of the Sunday Times rich list, though, for the fifth year in a row are the Hinduja family in the UK, whose business interests range from IT to Formula One. Now, they have a collective fortune of over 35 billion pounds or almost 43 and a half billion dollars okay not as much as the american billionaires granted but by no means small change and a fortune that has sparked a power struggle as the times john arledge explains families are complicated and 
rich families are often very complicated. And in recent years, there's been something of a succession style power struggle going on. The family has been rather split, unfortunately, between GP and two of his brothers and his uh, recently deceased older brother, SP, and SP's two daughters. It's extremely complicated. I won't uh, bother uh, to go into all the details, but essentially it's, it's about how money and control of the family business is transferred from one generation to the next. GP is now effectively the, 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 the head of the family, and he heads uh, something that is really remarkable. I mean, they'd be the most extraordinary successful traders of pretty much anything you can think of around the world. And look, there's some pretty inspiring people too who've made the rich list. Vishal Kari is one of them. He was expelled from school at 17. He has ADHD and rather than hold him back, he says it's helped him. He's now 33 and a multi-millionaire. And you can find the full list with lots of juicy details inside today's Sunday Times. Let's head now to Japan and the G7 summit. So, Mr. President, what the people of Ukraine are defending, what you've achieved is a matter for the entire world to observe, and they're in awe of what you've done so far. President Biden there affirming his support for Ukraine. Together with the entire G7, we have Ukraine's back, and I promise we're not going anywhere. A big big promise. And so far, the Americans have delivered, announcing a new package of military aid for Ukraine, including ammunition, artillery and armoured vehicles worth almost $400 million. But just how long this support lasts will depend on the upcoming American elections. Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people. Now, that was Donald Trump at a town hall meeting earlier this month. He's the front runner for the Republicans and he's made clear his potential second term will see the end of financial aid to Ukraine. In today's Sunday Times, US editor David Charter has mapped out the party's changing attitude to foreign policy and its move back to isolationism. Ron DeSantis, who's expected to formally throw his hat into the ring this week, has also distanced himself from the war in Ukraine, saying that becoming further entangled in the Russia-Ukraine conflict was not in the US interest. But it's not just the candidates. Ordinary Republicans, too, believe their government should think less about what's happening overseas and more about what's happening at home. Walking into the Times building in London, you can't help but notice the billboards. A picture of Evan Gershkovich underneath one line. We stand with Evan. Now, it's been over 50 days since the Wall Street Journal reporter was arrested by the Russian authorities on espionage charges, something he denies. US officials have again asked to see him and again have been told no. Amy Gill's been looking into this for us. Amy, why have the Russian authorities denied this request? Well, for pretty much the same reason they denied the first request, because Russian journalists were prevented from entering the US when Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov was in New York presiding over UN Security Council meetings. But whilst US officials have not been able to see Mr. Gershkovich, Wall Street Journal editor Emma Tucker 
did give Times Radio an update on how he's doing. We think he's fine. We think he's physically okay. From what the lawyers tell us, he's doing all right. I mean, the last time we saw him was when he was in court for his his hearing in court, which was two or three weeks ago now. And he looked physically well. He was pacing up and down his cage in the courtroom. So we think he's all right. You know, again, we're we're wary what details we do have about him. We have to be very careful about what we say because we don't want any of the small privileges he has got to be taken away from him. Uh, So it's all, all, all very sort of cagey at the moment, literally. While Evan's situation may seem bleak, Emma reminded us that the US government is engaged and doing everything it can to bring him home. In fact, earlier this week, the House Foreign Affairs Committee passed a bipartisan resolution to call on Russian lawmakers to provide full, unfettered and consistent consular access to the journalist. And Western governments, human rights groups and other newsrooms around the world have joined in to demand Evan's release. The US government has consistently insisted that Evan Gershkovich does not work for them. Okay, so this is likely to start arguments. I know, I've read the comments section on this article online. The Sunday Times list of top 10 Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And he's made some classics, let's be honest. Hasta la vista, baby. Yep, Terminator is at number one. When the big man was killed, you must have wanted it. Its blood was on the leaves. If it bleeds, we can kill it. You guessed it, Predator is number two. And Total Recall is at number three. Consider that a divorce. But Edward Porter, and he's the one who compiled this list, at him if you disagree, which I do, how is Predator better than Total Recall? And where's Twins? I could go on, but I won't. And just before we go, check out the write-up on Pep Guardiola, manager of Manchester City. Now, they've just won the Premier League title. Is this the greatest footballing side of all time? And is he the greatest football manager of all time? Discuss. And you can read all about Pep and anything else you've heard on this podcast. Take out a digital subscription to the Times of London. That's it from us, for now at least. We're back tomorrow.